Welcome to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com, the show that's here to make the topic of taxes fun and interesting while providing great advice for individuals and small business owners on how to mitigate their tax liabilities. Now, here are your hosts, Craig and Belsis Smalley. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for tuning in to us here at Tax Avoidance is Legal. I'm your host, Belsis Smalley. And I'm your host, Craig Smalley. Before we get the uh, show started today, I just want to sort of um, uh, do something here. My um, Yesterday, I lost my uncle, and um, his name was Uncle Sonny Leahy. And um, so I, I just want to tell you a little bit about him. I grew up uh, very poor. I was raised by a single mother, and you know, my father played bit parts in my life. But uh, for the most part, Uncle Sonny was like a father to me, and he was um, he taught me what it was like to be a man. And I just, I'm just was just tore up that he's um, that he's not with us anymore. And he died from cancer, and you know, my mom died from cancer, and you know, when she was dying, it was like a year long process. That man drove an hour each way every single day to see his sister and when he would come into the room it just she just lit up to see him and you know something I told my wife today was you know when he died I bet she lit up and saw when she saw him again so I'd like to dedicate today's show to um, Sonny Leahy he was an amazing amazing person definitely I, I have to say no offense to anyone else in your family but definitely one of my favorites uh, from your family Craig and I will definitely miss him as well he was a talented man I'm, uh, he would do these amazing uh, word work that I mean the most skilled uh, carvesman out there probably couldn't achieve and yet he just Really gave him away to family and friends, um, and I'm going to cherish every single piece that we have here in our home. And um, very sweet, sweet man. His whole family's been awesome, and really, truly feels like a extended family to me. And uh, our hearts go out to everyone in the Leahy family. Everybody's definitely uh, going to miss this amazing man. And I am positive, Craig, that your mom's uh, eyes lit up when she saw him yesterday. If that's any comfort to you. Yeah, I, so I'm I'm sorry I may not be on my game today, so I apologize to our listeners because you know my mind is somewhere else. You know, usually I get up about four thirty in the morning and I start reading and I start working and all of that. And today, all I wanted to do was watch mindless college basketball, and that's what I did. I didn't do anything. So anyway, um, today we are welcoming back Jack Kennedy. So you guys may remember. We had Jack on the show probably about three or four months ago, and Jack is a financial advisor, and we got a really good response when he was on the show last time. So he's a financial advisor that we work very closely with, and, um, you know, so we invited him back, and we're looking, um, you know, Jack and I were looking for a topic to nail down, um, you know, for Jack to talk about it, but there were so many things that we threw around that we decided we would discuss about four topics today. So as Belsis mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. we are live on the air and we're happy to take calls. The call in number is 1888-GO-FOR-IT or 1888-463-6748. Also, we know that you're probably at work and you don't want anybody to hear your confidential question. So, um, you can email us at tax avoid, info at taxavoidancesleagal.com. 
Absolutely, and I'm sure uh, that when you were, guys were beating around all these, uh, you know, topic uh, options, that there was so much. Because uh, thank goodness for people like Jack who are out there that help us navigate the uh, the whole financial world. Because there is so oh, much. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wait till we get to uh, wait till we get to one section here. I had to call for clarification. This I always is- learn something new. He is the smartest man I've ever met him. I'm just going to let you know that. Uh, I think once you may have described him, I don't know if he knows this, but you may have once described him as a mad scientist of the financial world, and I thought that was very appropriate. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely is. So go ahead and read the disclaimers, Bustle. All right. Here's my favorite part of the show. Before we move forward, I just want to stress that the advice given on tax avoidance is legal, is general in nature. Craig W. Small EA and CWS EAPA and their associated entities cannot be held responsible for the advice given on this radio show. You should always consult your tax and or legal advisor, as well as with today, all the topics that we're going to discuss, you know, check in with your financial planner. And if you don't have one, for goodness sakes, give Jack a call because we usually, we're very, very big on, um, I think we've mentioned this before, but if we haven't, I just want to stress because we are not folks that like to refer our clients, our friends and family to someone unless we have truly vetted them. And usually it's somebody that we personally use ourselves. And that's definitely the case with Jack. He is our own uh, personal financial planner. So I can assure you uh, that you're in good hands with Jack and we don't ever uh, refer anyone to, to a yeah, so that we haven't vetted ourselves. So I, I kind of want to let people out there know that there are financial planners out there that give accountants a kickback. Um, they'll give them a special something to refer their clients to them. Now, that's unethical if you're licensed, but it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. It happens all the time. So, um, you know, we well, get tons of requests. Yes, tons of requests. People always wanting to give me a kickback. And, you know, I learned a long time ago. I've been in business for 23 years. I refer people to people that I'm comfortable with and that, um, you know, that, that are, uh, that, that are just amazing. So anyway, Bell says, can you yeah. on with the I- disclaimer? I just wanted to let everyone know that we can be found on the Internet. We have a website, taxavoidanceislegal.com, and you can always email your questions throughout the week to us, uh, as Craig mentioned, to info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. And any emails that we receive throughout the week, uh, we always try to feature on our live shows. And if we don't get to your question, rest assured, we even if we don't answer it on the air, which we try to squeeze in as many as we can, we always uh, will respond to each and every individual question we receive to that inbox. So please don't hesitate to, to email us. Uh, the show is sponsored by CWSEAPA and we are a nationally recognized brand of accounting, tax, and financial services, and we can always be reached at 844-CWSEAPA or 844-297-3272. And our sister company, Tax Crisis Center, the nation's premier tax resolution firm, can always be reached at uh, 1-855-IRS-2911. So, Bells, before we get to Jack, I want to mention that next week's show will be taped. So, um, you know, uh, and the topic will be year-end tax tips. So we're going to be taping the show on Wednesday because obviously it'll be a holiday. So get your questions in early because a lot of our show is questions from you guys because I love answering those questions. So make sure you get the questions in before Wednesday, well, before Tuesday, actually, to info at taxavoidancelegal.com. And again, the topic is year-end tax tips. So any questions you have about year-end tax, text 
taxes. Yeah, that's always a very good, uh, informative show. People, uh, unfortunately, sometimes don't heed our advice, which is you should be talking to your, you know, your accountant year round. You shouldn't be waiting until tax time to come to your accountant. But if you are one of those folks that procrastinated, um, you definitely want to tune into the show. There are some, you know, a few things you can still do. Um, you know, we're, we're still in the middle of November, so this is a really great show for everybody to tune into. Uh, even though we're not going to be live, we are still taking in all your questions. So feel free to email those out throughout the week to us. Yeah, so I would like to welcome back Jack Kennedy. And now, so I'm just letting the audience know I'm reading Jack's bio, okay? So I'm reading now. Jack A. Kennedy has been in private wealth management assisting individual clients since 2003. Prior to this, he served as a pension consultant in the actuarial department at PricewaterhouseCoopers where he helped companies create and fund pension plans. And if you ever know anything about pension plans, that's a big feat in itself. And other defined contribution plan, Jack enjoys mutual funds and stock analysis where he researches and ultimately provides clients with investments that that work to grow their portfolios while meeting cash flow needs and subsequent risk management. His firm, JB Meridian Advisors, was established solely to provide a high level of wealth management to families and businesses without the conflict of interest of earning commission from the selling of products. So we're going to explore that for at, at some point. And clients receive a total of ob- objectivity advisor reliability, and a full commitment to achieving investment returns at the lowest possible cost. He could be reached at one 398 or you can email him at jkennedy at jbmeridian.com. His website is www.jbmeridian.com. And I would like to welcome back Jack. After all of that, you get to say hello, Jack. Hey, Greg Belsis. Uh, thank hey, you so there. very much. You're, you're way too kind with your, with your words. Oh, it's all true, Jack. <laughs> so how, how are you doing today before we get into this? Are you having a good Friday? I'm having a wonderful day. Um, I just want to say I'm sorry to hear about your loss. Uh, and uh, well, thank you, like Jack. Uh, I hope you uh, get through it uh, as well as possible and how difficult it can be. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. I appreciate it, Jack. So, you know, when we were kicking around ideas, I want to start today by talking about the difference between a taxable account and a non-taxable account. So obviously, Jack, I know what you're talking about, but but, you, but could you let listeners know exactly what is a taxable account and what's a non-taxable account? Absolutely. Um, taxable accounts, simply uh, an investment account uh, that you hear about a traditional investment account uh, at a institution. And when you have... Um, investment gains uh, or losses, those have to be realized, as you know, in the tax world. Um, with the non-taxable type accounts like your IRA, you can defer any gains or losses until retirement. So uh, a Roth IRA would also fall into that category as well as uh, a 401k. And when you have clients with multiple accounts, some being taxable and some being non-taxable, you can kind of do a little level of tax management where you put less high-yielding investments or more growth-oriented investments in your taxable accounts, and then the more higher-yielding type of investments, such as uh, bonds, REITs, or other types of uh, higher-yielding investments in your your IRAs to shield them uh, from taxation. 
Awesome. And Jack, um, just so I understand, um, are, are we talking here about the difference between a 401k or an IRA and other account that is not sheltered by taxes? And pardon my, my ignorance. I, this is one field where I tell you the truth. I really need someone like you because, uh, you know, I've learned a lot about taxes and, and accounting, working with Craig all these years, but the one thing I don't know too much about is uh, financial planning, and thankfully we have folks like you out there to help us. <laughs> Yes, well, no worry at all. 401ks and, and IRAs are uh, kind of looked upon the same as their tax-deferred instruments. So you don't have to recognize any gains or losses for tax purposes until you take those funds down the road, hopefully after age 59 and a half. But in a taxable account, if you have uh, a bond or something that's yielding or, or giving off a dividend or some interest, you'll have to capture that within the year uh, that you receive it. Uh, for tax purposes, and I'm sure Craig is hopefully nodding his head that that's correct. And <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Doing basic tax management, you know, essentially putting the proper investments in the proper type of account, and then looking at it as a whole to make sure that we're properly diversified, uh, you can save a little tax money. Absolutely. So, Jack, I have a question for you because this actually happened to me. Okay, so this is this is something that actually happened to me. I had a client come to me, and um, he had investments in a taxable account that were yielding taxable amounts, like taxable gain, you know, capital gains and dividends, right? And then in his IRA, there were like more conservative investments, and this was a forty-year-old man, right? So, what would be the first step that you would take if you ever had a client like that? Well, and I see it's pretty common when I'm doing reviews for clients that I'll see the same investments in both taxable and not uh, tax-deferred accounts. And just doing a, a simple shifting around of taking those higher-yielding, um, you know, a lot of stocks and, and, and bonds will, will give off yearly or quarterly, sometimes even monthly interest, just making sure those are protected in a uh, tax-deferred IRA or Roth IRA type of account, and then putting maybe some of your more growth-oriented type uh, mutual funds or stocks, you know, like Google or something, which is, I guess, now Alphabet, or something like that in your taxable account, you can save, you know, sometimes uh, between, you know, half a percent and sometimes up to 2% in return in taxes just by what I call tax managing the account or putting them in the proper account to shield them. So, so I have a follow-up question here, Jack. I'm sorry about that, but you said that you see clients when you're doing reviews that have the same investments in taxable as they do in non-taxable accounts. Absolutely, it's it's pretty common Why? practice. Why is I that? Think. Why is that? You know, I don't know. Because wouldn't you want wouldn't you want one account to do one thing and one account to do another thing? Uh, yes, <laughs> I would think it just kind of makes sense. Sometimes I think some some advisors or brokers. Um, come back from not looking at the portfolio as a whole, but are just looking at um, investments. These are the ones I'm comfortable with, so these are the ones I'm going to use, irrespective of the account type. And when, in fact, you should do a little bit of planning. Uh, and if I look at the client as a whole, and I can say, well, I can save them a percent or so in taxes just by putting certain investment vehicles in certain type of accounts. Uh, it just makes sense. But I see it all the time when I'm doing reviews. You brought up something great there, Jack, that we experience a lot, and this is one of the reasons that we are so fond of you. And uh, Craig likes to say you are his uh, financial plan- 
planner, you know, counterpart to him doing to him in the accounting and tax world because we see that a lot, unfortunately, with clients that come to us from other accountants where the advice that they're given is uh, based on the, that particular situation or, or the particular tax return that they're being, you know, uh, contracted for. And we always like to look at clients as a whole because you can't properly assist somebody unless you know everything that's going on and I can certainly imagine it's the same with with you looking at their entire portfolio their goals of life and then what they want to achieve if you're you're only worrying about the advice that you're giving based on that one you know uh, investment then you you're doing them a disservice so so based on so based on that Jack just just so my wife will put her foot in her mouth and she'll never bother me about this again um, <laughs> every time I meet with every time I meet with a client right so I meet with them for about an hour and I get all of the information that I need. And about a week later, I send them a proposal. Now, a proposal is basically me analyzing any returns that I have. I'm analyzing the returns, giving them my tax advice. I may have done one for you at one time, um, giving you my tax advice, um, giving you how I would do things, and then the cost of everything, okay? So that's basically what I do. And that document's like a 25-page document. My wife tells me that I need to have a template. And I tell her there's no possible way because this different for everybody it is i do understand that correct so so footing your mouth sweetie and i always tend to do that now i'm gonna i'm gonna jump off of this before i get myself into further trouble because i do have a question for jack and maybe this is something uh, for you as well craig but uh this is something i've heard a lot uh, i used to work at the orlando sentinel i used to be their benefits and compensation person and i dealt a lot with referring folks over to, you know, doing the investments and things like that, and sometimes this would come up, is there a way to transfer my taxable account to a non-taxable account uh, without incurring a tax liability? Hey Jack, if you don't mind, I'm going to take that one. Um, not that I know of, unless there's unless unless there's a trick that you know, Jack. Usually, selling off anything within a taxable account would incur either a long term or a short term capital gain. Um, Jack, do you know of any way to do it? Because I don't. No, that's your expertise, and honestly, Craig, that's what I would call you for if that situation came up. Okay, perfect, perfect. So in in the case of someone that has a lot of capital gains in a taxable account and you want to move those investments to an IRA, would you look for investments with losses maybe? So maybe um, within their taxable account. So let's say somebody comes to you and they they have a taxable account and they have a non-taxable account, but you want to get rid of the ones that are yielding the, the capital gains and all of that and move those over to the taxable account. Would you basically look for losses within there so you could offset the capital gains maybe that's exactly what we do and actually uh, I, i've done this, um, a lot in the last month or two when a client comes to me and they say they have a, a fairly substantial size taxable account and they need some money something comes up where they need money and they just don't have uh that sum of money there that, that's the first thing i'm doing and right now is actually a very good time to look to do that because the markets have have come so far um and just about every sector is fully valued uh, or a little bit overvalued. I mean, there are some bargains in there, but now is a good time. So I, what I'd look to do is take some gains that we have in some of our positions and at the same time offset those gains with any losses we have in the account. If I can, you know, cancel those out and, and then have them have no tax liability, that's, that's a win-win. So you always want to make sure that you're paying attention to that. And that's another thing that has come up. I've actually gained a few clients because they, their advisor did not specifically do that. I mean, they needed funds. They sold they, they sold some assets. And then all of a sudden, boom, when it comes tax time, they get 
smacked with a pretty large capital gains hit that they weren't expecting. So yeah, so very important. It, Exactly. So what I'm referring to is something called harvesting gains and losses. So that's, that's what we refer to it as when Jack and I are talking. I know that, you know, this time of year, Jack and I will meet with our clients and look, and I'll look at their taxable portfolio. If I have no idea what I'm looking at, I'll obviously get the client's permission, but I'll usually have Jack look at it and tell me, what am I missing? Cause I don't, sometimes I don't know what I'm looking at, but what we're usually looking for are, um, you know, uh, the, uh, stocks or mutuals that are, that have a huge gain, but we're also looking for ones that have huge losses. So we can sell the ones, um, that have huge gains and they're probably, that's the top of the, and I'm starting to talk about Jack's line of work here and I don't want to get too far into that, but that's as high as, high as they're going to go. And then we sell the, the bottom ones because those are as low as they go. And that's Jack's expertise. He'll tell me that, but I'm looking to do that to save them in capital gains tax. Is that a fair assessment? Jack? Yeah, it's it's pretty fair. And, you know, you don't look at it as it's as high as they're going to go. But sometimes we look at it as just when the markets kind of get overheated, and they cyclically do, you just want to take some money off the table um, to take some of that risk there. I mean, obviously, if, um, if I can take some money off the table and, and book a gain and then not have it um, be taxable by readjusting the portfolio, by uh, taking some of those losses to offset, it's truly a win-win. Now listen, I know I know that we're we're way past our first break. So yeah. Belsis, are, are we getting a lot of questions? We are getting some questions, and if you guys don't mind, I really think we should pause yeah, yeah, for yeah. our first so, break. So, yeah, so let's take a break, and we'll get into something that I don't know very well um, from an investment standpoint. But I had a nice conversation with Jack about, and something that's becoming pretty popular. We're going to talk a little bit about bonds. So and I, ha- I do have a question before you go into the whole bonds thing. So don't 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 jump ahead of me, Craig. I want to, remind, uh, want to remind everyone they can call us at 1-888-GO-FOR-IT or 1-888-463-6748 with your questions. Uh, email us info at taxavoidancesLegal.com. And on the other side of the break, we'll have more from Jack Kennedy. CWS EAPA is a financial services company specializing in taxation and tax-related issues. Tax planning is a year-round activity. The biggest mistake that people make is thinking about taxes during tax time. When you have a complex tax situation, you need to plan for taxes on a year-round basis. Our specialty is mitigating our clients' tax obligations through careful tax planning. Tax avoidance is legal. Call us today at one 1- 844-CWS-EAPA or 1-844-297-3272. You can visit us on the web at cwseapa.com or email us at info at cwseapa.com. Put us to work for you today. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Here's Craig and Belsis Smalley. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal. Today we have a special guest, Jack Kennedy, and I want to remind everyone that we are live on the air. You can call in to 1-888-GO-FOR-IT or 1-888-463-6748. And you can also visit us on our site at taxavoidanceislegal.com. Use our form uh, to submit your question or info directly, uh, email directly to info at taxavoidanceislegal.com since I know that a lot of you guys are at work and may not want to call in with your question. Um, we are getting a lot of questions via email, but before we start with those, um, I had a question for you, Jack. 
Uh, let's let's say that uh, I'm a new investor and I have a 401k at work, uh, and I want to invest some money in a taxable account. Uh, first of all, would you review my 401k? And secondly, what approach would you take with a taxable account? That's a great question, and we we always, like I said before, and I'm going to be a little redundant, but we always look at a client um, completely. So we'll look at all the investments that they have. Um, a 401k is obviously a big part of it because um, it's one where they can they can put a, a good chunk of change in, and they can also do so with uh, pre-tax dollars. So I do a lot of uh, 401k reviews for clients in addition to just helping them with uh, the money they're going to give me directly. It's just it's just part of the business. So we absolutely that, look at the whole client uh, before mm. making any decisions going forward. That's, that's a great, and, great and thing to know. And that is exactly why I refer clients to Jack because he does the exact same thing I do. Yeah, we do have a, you know, like I said, I, I used to work in that, uh, in, in, at a big company and a lot of these big companies have these 401k investment options and things like that, but you really don't get the personalized care that you get with a, uh, individual financial planner like with you, Jack. So I, I would always tell folks, you know, when they would invest in these plans, uh, that it's good to take advantage of these company 401ks, but, uh, don't let that stop you from running this by, you know, a, a, individual financial planner and it's always a really good idea yeah, to have. And, there's, and there's something I want to stress here he's reviewing your 401k he's not receiving a commission from it and he's still going to do it and he's still going to probably go through and recapitalize it for you so um, you know, he's awesome like that absolutely absolutely <laughs> so Belsis, do we have any um, questions through email uh, we do have quite a few you want to get started with some yeah 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 all right. Well, we're going to start with some questions here. Uh, we've got one from Jack Haley from Austin who says that uh, uh, she has investments with a big firm, kind of like I was saying. And I think uh, she has a financial advisor listed on her statements. Uh, one day she had a question about something and she was pawned off on her investment uh, advisor's assistant. How do you operate, Jack? Is that something that folks are going to experience when they uh, reach out to you? All right. And I had a little cutout in what you were saying. So if you could just Please try and repeat that one more time. So I, Ab- and I know it was kind absolutely, of long, absolutely. Uh, Jack Haley, she is from Austin, and she has investments with a big firm. Uh, she has a financial advisor that's listed on her statements, and one day she tried uh, calling them with a question that she had, uh, but she was pawned off on her uh, investment advisor's assistant, um, and she kind of wanted to know how do you operate? Is that something she would experience if she were to call you? <laughs> no, I mean every firm is is different, and obviously the larger the firm. Um, you're going to have uh, more levels of, you know, assistance for smaller tasks. I'm um, I'm essentially a, a one-man show, even though I have um, another office uh, in Louisiana. <clears throat> so I handle all of these myself. Um, the only thing I ask clients to do is to please just give me a little bit of time. Uh, it might take me a couple of hours to get back with you if I'm sitting with a client or if I'm in the middle of uh, an analysis with somebody. But I, I handle them myself and. You know, I I find it that people really like uh, a little bit of personal touch and a personal uh, experience in, in talking to an advisor. You know, they, that old form uh, form of, of getting one on one with clients is is still very relevant today. I know, and they're trying to make it unrelevant, and it's I found it to be more more relevant than it ever has been. And you know, I can attest to this. Jack gets back to you very quickly. There have been times that I've had a question about a client of mine that isn't even a client of his. I just wanted to understand something, and he'll walk me right through it and make sure that I fully understand it. So I can attest to that. 
especially with dealing with something so personal as your and so important as your your finances. You know, it's nice to know you're not a just another number and and that you've got somebody who actually cares that's that's looking into the situation for you. Yeah, so I want to get in. Uh, no, go ahead, Jack. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, in, in a world that has gone a little more automated, um, you know, in regards to the um, people pushing to, to robo-advisors, you know, being with a personal uh, advisor is going to probably cost you about double of what a robo-advisor is going to be. But you're going to have that person there. You're going to have that brick and mortars uh, that can, you can bounce stuff off of uh, and just get that little bit of reassurance that you may not get, uh, you know, with an automated system to picking your investments for you. Yeah, so Jack, I want to kind of speak to that a little bit. We're both Generation X. So is Belsis. We're Generation X. So I love automation for certain things. But when it comes to like financial planning or tax planning, you can't really automate that, can you? Well, what they've started to do, and you know, I, I wrote an article that got picked up by NASDAQ and it's available on my website, which just talks about the, the robo-advisor um, trend that's going and it just seems to be snowballing. But I mean, you can automate it to the in the sense of I have a percentage of allocation that I think I want. You know, say I want 20, 25 percent in large cap. You can buy the S and P 500, and then if that grows or shrinks with outside of the range that you're supposed to, a computer can sell uh, and then purchase stuff to reallocate you. But the question that I generally ask clients is, is do you just want to achieve market returns? And Honestly, in the last four years or so, the answer would be yes, because the market with the low interest rates has really been stimulated. Uh, where we're at all-time market highs, I think we hit one again today on, on the broader indexes. Um, but I assure you that that's not always the case. Um, you know, a little ancillary to that is you see the largest amount of outflows from hedge funds. Uh, and I don't know whether your listeners know, but hedge funds generally charge 2%, plus they take 20 to 25% of your profit. Man, unless you're, unless you're achieving way better than market returns, you don't pay that much. And so the anomaly, I think, of the last several years, I think, is going to uh, rear its ugly head. I don't think that market returns over the next decade, uh, and this, again, this is just my observation, are going to be as great as they've been. Uh, in the last few years. And again, it's just market cyclicity. Uh, and, you know, we're going to have to see either earnings are going to have to catch up or we're going to have to see a fall in the stock market in order to see some value there. Well, you know, this brings this brings up the next topic, Jack. And when you sent this topic to me, I don't know if you remember this, but I didn't understand it too well. And I gave you a call and we discussed it. So um, what, what I want to talk about or what you wanted to talk about, and I think is a really good idea because I love your take on this, is bond switching, taking profits and are reallocating from longer duration bonds to shorter duration um, issues to protect them from losses while rates rise. What does that actually mean? Explain that to me. Explain it to the listeners. Please do, because I also am completely clueless about this, and I didn't have the fortune of being in on that call with you and uh, Craig. So, <laughs> like me. Well, it's a very important uh, issue uh, to bring up in your portfolio. You know, everybody understands that we need to have a diversified portfolio. Now, what does that mean? It means you have a certain percentage in, you know, equities or ownership or stock, and then you have a certain percentage in bonds. But Inside those bonds, you have uh, different maturities and different durations that go along with them. Now, a duration is essentially, um, as interest rates 
uh, rise, your longer duration issues. And remember, people have been reaching for yield because you cannot find yield at a bank, uh, CDs. Everyone knows you're not getting anything on your money. So people have been searching for for yield and, and, and therefore going out and buying longer duration like 30-year bonds because they pay a little better yield. <coughs> Excuse me. And what they're not sometimes taking into consideration is those longer duration issues have more interest rate risk which means as bonds rise, those longer duration issues will fall and fall faster than ones that are shorter. So it's like the perfect storm happened where people were searching for yield, and so they're buying longer-term, longer treasuries or longer-term bonds because they're paying the higher yield, but not really taking into consideration when interest rates do rise, those will fall the fastest. So... so- so that brings up a great question, and I love Jack's answer on this. I've always wanted a financial planner's uh, answer on this because, you know, we just had an election, okay? We just had an election, and, um, you know, Donald Trump is a president-elect, and he'll probably bring in his own Fed chairman. And so my question for you, Jack, is do you think that rates have been artificially held down um, during the last few years? Yeah, and this is a little bit of a thorn in me because, generally speaking, as you know, as the market cycle flows, as we're in a, a bull market, you generally the Fed generally has has raised rates in order to slow down that bull market. Well, we and the have Feds haven't the, done that, have they? They haven't done that, have they? We've seen the opposite. They've kept rates artificially low, and one, it hurts the older generation because you can't get any yield on your money. Um, for sure. And they they need it the most. I mean, well, well yeah, absolutely. of course. Of course. And so, so, and so you also put them in a position where they could potentially uh, take some losses with with longer duration issues as they're searching for that yield. So it, it's horrible. Kind of yeah, you have to be careful. And gosh, I can't tell you how many analysts I've read over the years that have uh, have said, you know, we we should be raising rates, we should be raising rates, and we're not. So now I'm in the position of telling my clients when we're doing reviews, you need to expect a little bit lower returns in the future because keeping rates low, um, think about it. If you're a company, <laughs> excuse me, and you, and you want to borrow some money to do a project, you're going to kind of front load that project because I can borrow money at a, a, an abnormally low rate. And so instead of doing that project in five to seven years, I'm going to do it now. So a lot of corporations have kind of front-loaded a bunch of growth. So my thought is, and that of a lot of analysts that I've read, is that the next, you know, five to seven, maybe even ten years will probably be a little bit slower in the returns that we've gotten as opposed to the last few years. So there's a bunch of layers to keeping rates artificially low. So, Jack, we're getting a message from our producer. We've got to take a break. I'm so sorry we're running over. We could, I could literally talk to Jack all day, and I'm sure mm-hmm. our listeners could listen to him all day. But And we've gotten a lot of questions rolling in, too. So, so yeah, so Belsus, get, get, get us into break. All right. I want to remind everyone that we are live on the air today, and you can call in with your questions at 1-888-GO-FORD or 888-463-6748. Email us those questions to infotaxavoidanceislegal.com. Again, we've gotten quite a few. If we don't get to your question live on the air, we will definitely pass along your question to Jack Kennedy, and I'm sure he'll be happy to respond to you. Um, so just tune back in, and we'll have more from Jack after this break.
Forming a corporation or LLC can separate personal assets from your business assets. No matter what state your business operates in, forming a corporation or LLC in Nevada, Delaware, or Florida has benefits. For example, forming a corporation in Nevada offers privacy and no corporate income tax. Forming a corporation in Delaware can give you the legal protection of the state of Delaware, which is business friendly. On top of the legal reasons to form a corporation, there are tax benefits as well. Give us a call today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272 or email us at info at CWSEAPA.com. Come and see what you've been missing. Payroll can be a nightmare for a small business. When you have employees, you have to pay them periodically, pay the taxes associated with them, and file quarterly tax reports with the Internal Revenue Service and the state that your business operates in. Our payroll is seamless. It is done through a cloud-based system. All you do is put in what you are paying your employees and approve your payroll. We handle the rest. Our fees are lower than the national payroll companies, too. Call us today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272 or visit us on the web at CWSEAPAPayrollService.com. At Albertus Business Services Incorporated, we view ourselves as your internal bookkeeping department and are always improving ways to leverage proven cloud technologies to streamline and improve the efficiency of our outsourced services. With an in-house bookkeeper, you would run the cost of about 45000 a year. But with our monthly services, it would be a fraction of that cost. Let us help you with the tedious, time-consuming side of your business so you can focus on growing your business. Call us today at one 695 6658 Our website is services.com or email d at Your success is our business. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Here's Craig and Belsa Smalley. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal. Today we have with us a special guest, Jack Kennedy. He is a, a financial planner that we highly, highly respect and recommend. I want to remind everyone that uh, our call-in number is one eight 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 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. And you can also email your questions to us uh, for Jack at info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. And, uh, Jack, we're starting to get uh, some questions via email. Uh, mind if I pose one to you? If I could just really quickly just address... Um which I kind of skirted around, and I'll be very brief. Um, no problem. Craig was asking me about bond switching, and essentially mm-hmm. what I think we were discussing is if you have some of those long-duration issues that maybe have higher interest rate risk in your portfolio, it may be worth taking a look to potentially switching out of some of those longer-duration issues and into maybe some shorter-duration ones that will uh, have a little bit less uh, of a loss or maybe even none at all when interest rates do eventually start to climb up again. So I just wanted to touch back on that to answer Craig's question. Mm, That makes perfect sense, and it actually kind of uh, lines up right with the next question I just got here. Um, Jack, Mike from Chicago wants to know, uh, do you think that uh, the rates are going to be going up? Uh, It's such a great (laughs) question, and one that just about everybody has been pondering uh, for, gosh, I don't know, the last year or longer. Uh, I think rates have definitely should have gone up. 
I think Janet Yellen, who's the Fed chairwoman, is kind of in a little bit of a corner where she kind of has to raise rates because the numbers on the economy have been a little bit better. Um, so, but there's no certainty in that they're going to go up. But we have to plan for them to go up because I would say the rates right now, typically for where the market cycle is, should be, uh, you know, about a whole hundred basis points higher than we have right mm-hmm. now. So do I wow, think yeah. they should go up? Yeah. Do I think they will? You'd have to ask Janet Yellen. I'm just not certain. But do you? But but you think I I personally believe Donald Trump will get rid of Yellen. That's that's my personal belief. I tend to agree with you. However, Janet Yellen made it clear yesterday in a statement that she plans to serve out her full term. So she's going to be with us for at least another another year or so. You know, sometimes they step down to allow the next president to uh, select another Fed chair. But she's made it clear that she's oh, yeah, but, she, but she's not going. But she's not going to step down. Huh? Well, that was the indication that I heard. Uh, it doesn't mean that once they sit down and you know talk that she may not. Uh, you know, go ahead and do that. But my understanding is she's planning on uh, playing out her term. I think it's still 2018. So, Jack, I've, I've got we've got to switch uh, topics here. We'll never get to it. I know that this was one of the last things you wanted to talk about, and I know that this is something that you're extremely passionate about. It's booking gains and taking profits in tax-deferred accounts for securities that are fully overvalued. What exactly does that mean? What are you talking about? Well, we kind of touched upon it earlier, um, and essentially it is when, when you're doing a review of a, of a client's portfolio, it's just making sure of some of those uh, investments that you purchase. Um, and this more applies to, you know, a, a, an individual stock, which I, I still do quite a few of, and a lot of the uh, older generation appreciate, because um, remember, I, I was an analyst before, so I like looking at the fundamental side. But just you know, taking a look at the, some of the positions, and if and if they if they've grown a substantial amount in the next in the last year or so, and all the fundamentals are saying that it's trading higher than, you know, uh, based on fundamentals it should potentially just taking some of those losses or those gains rather, and then maybe reallocating them into other areas uh, to diversify your portfolio again. And again, this goes to balancing and rebalancing your portfolio uh, on a regular basis. How, when you say regular, what does that mean? How often should I rebalance my portfolio? I know that, I know that, you know, you're my financial advisor. I know we do it at least once a year. At least once a year, we're rebalancing the portfolio. But how often should the public out there, cause you know, there's, there's people that just set and they forget, right? So they contribute to their 401k and they never rebalance their portfolio. So how often do you rebalance your clients' portfolios? Well, and that's kind of a loaded question because you have some clients that are, you know, that do automatic rebalancing, and then you have some that are, uh, some of the older generation have a lot more individual stocks, and that rebalancing can come um, a little bit more ad hoc, can come a couple of times a year. But generally speaking, you want to do it at least once a year in the portfolio just to get you back to, you know, where your investment policy statement says your percentages should be. And again, that's that's going to be client to client because some clients will have larger allocations to equity, larger allocations to international, larger allocations to some of the other asset classes. So depending on the, on the client um, would depend on when it would happen. But at least, you know, once a year. And then if you're doing an automated rebalance, which I'd say is less than 5% of my clients, uh, you know, at least quarterly. Yeah, so, you know, that means a lot of research on your part, I can imagine. So how much research do you do in a day? (laughs) 
And, and I know we've talked about this. This is one of the things that I, I actually enjoy doing. And, of course, my wife laughs at me because if I could make money doing research, I, I probably would be a millionaire. But You I, and me I, both. You and me both, my friend. I, I enjoy coming into the office and, and reading, um, you know, research reports um, and obviously keeping up with whatever individual stocks are, are posting gains or losses and giving guidance. So it's a couple hours in the morning when I come in. So I enjoy doing that sort of stuff. And again, I think that all flows into why does a client pay you? And they pay you to have your finger on the pulse the same as they, they pay you, Greg. It's the, it's the, it's analogous. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that, that's something that is, is, it's kind of uh, similar in our business. You know, you can't just set somebody's uh, tax liability and just forget about it. You've got to, I do it at least once a quarter. I go in and make sure that we're doing everything that we need to do and things like that. Um, but, you know, there's some accounts that never do it, right? So, um, so that's it. But I know that we've got to go to break. So, Belsus, get us into break. Yes, folks, uh, we definitely should take a little brief break here. Um, so, folks, if you're out there listening, uh, please remember we are live. Uh, Call-in number is one eight 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 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight, And uh, emails sent to info at taxavoidancelegal.com. And on the other side of the break, we'll pick back up with Jeff. If you are a business that has outgrown your accountant but are not big enough for one of the big four accounting firms, CWS EAPA Consulting may be perfect for you. We specialize in tax consulting for small to medium-sized businesses. We can advise you on whether it is time to start a holding company or management company to mitigate your tax liability. We can advise you on whether it is a good time to expand your business, hire employees, buy equipment, or lease equipment. There are different tax reasons to do different things. Let our over 22 years of experience work for you. Call us today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272. You can email us at info at cwseapa.com or visit us on the web at cwseapa.com. We're doing something amazing and we want you to be a part of it. Craig Smalley is the author of 12 books regarding taxation. Two of his books have been revised this year. It starts with an idea revised edition takes you through the startup of a company. It talks about taxes, entity structuring, the IRS, and so much more. The Complete Guide to Estate, Gifts, and Trust Taxation revised edition is about how to navigate the complex estate tax. Both books have just been released by CWSEAPA Publishing, LLC, and are on sale now at Amazon.com. Now, let's get back to Craig and Delsis Smalley for more of Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal. Today, we have a special guest with us, Jack Kennedy, a financial planner. And I uh, want to remind everyone once again of our call-in number, one eight 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 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight, 463 or email your questions to us at info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. And we realize we may not get to all these questions that have come in, so we will make sure to pass these along to Jack uh, and get you a response. Or maybe we'll have him back on another show to keep tackling this uh this uh, world of finance, because let me tell you, Jack. We've I could, I could, I, I could literally talk to Jack all day. <laughs> I know you can. We could probably just pick his and brain sometimes, all day. 
with our own Some, questions. Sometimes I actually do. Sometimes I'll end up talking to him for a couple hours, and I apologize for that. But and thank you for all the time you give me. I certainly appreciate it. I learned so much from you. Thank you, Jack, for taking them off my hands for for that time as well. <laughs> uh, well, listen, I learn a lot from Craig too, so uh, it, it's a mutual relationship for certain. Oh, well, that's very nice. Well, actually, Craig, uh, one of the questions I have here might be for you. Uh, this is uh, one we got during the week. Uh, with the election over, do you believe that tax reform will get done this year? Absolutely, yeah. They they say that they have, you've got a Republican president and Republican Congress. Um, yeah, you know, we've been sort of skirting around tax reform now for so many years. We keep having patches put on and, and other patches coming on and those patches expire, then they'll extend the patches. I hope it does get done this year. It's something that um, absolutely needs to get done. They say it will. And when it does get done, please look Look for my analysis of it. I write for a lot of publications and also have it on the show. So anyway, I believe it will. Okay. And you guys are going to have to bear with me because um, as I'm fielding through these questions, some are for Craig, some are for Jack. So the next one here is for Jack. Uh, Jack, uh, Tim in Dallas, I loved your analysis of the bond market. Um, He says that he is heavily invested in bonds. Um, His advisor keeps telling him that they are safe. After listening to you, he's scared. Do you offer a free portfolio review? Absolutely. Yeah. My thought is, and I, you know, I, I tell this to a lot of clients that, you know, uh, you should get a portfolio review every once in a while just to make certain, um, you know, that the track that you're on is the proper track. So I would absolutely do a free portfolio review. And I'm pretty confident that if things go, you know, well, that I'll uh, gain that person as a client as a result. Yeah. So absolutely. I- Absolutely. And Tim, just hang in there um, because at the end of the show, we will be sure to repeat Jack's contact information for you so you can get in touch with him. Yes, well, absolutely. We'll be happy to if send it add, to you as well. If I can add something real quick, you, you don't sure. have to be scared, but just having some knowledge. And to be honest, if you look at your bond portfolio, you can see the duration. And I mean, it's a pretty easy calculation. If you're, if the duration of the, of the bonds in your portfolio, you know, say the duration is 10, uh, you know that a, a the calculation is a 1% increase in interest rates or 100 basis points will drop the value of that particular bond by 10%. So you you can make that calculation. So in this Mm -hmm. instance, a a duration of 10 on a particular uh, issue, uh, if we go up 25 basis points, you know, that position the next day will probably be down about – Two and a half percent. So, Jack, I'm, I'm honestly, honestly, I'm not going to make that calculation, and I'm an accountant. So, I mean, I'm going to count on you to make that calculation for me. I mean, I'm glad that I have a a basic understanding of it, but that's something you do all day, every day, right? <laughs> well, yeah, and just making sure you understand where the duration of your portfolio is as a whole will help you understand that when rates do go up, you, you know, yeah, and you do, you do such a you do such a great job of that. I mean, I know what I'm invested in, why I'm invested in it. Every year we have this portfolio review, and I know why I'm invested in something, why, what your whole thinking process on it. So absolutely, it was Tim, right, Belsis? Yes, Tim and Dallas. Yeah, give Jack a call. Absolutely give Jack a call. Got another question here for Jack. Uh, Erica in Orlando says that she's currently using a robo-advisor uh, and wants out. Um how can she contact you, and what will you do to help? She feels like uh, she's losing money. Well, I mean, the first thing you can do is, I mean, once we're in contact, I would do a review and see what um, odds are if they're in a robo. They're probably in some uh, market-following 
uh, ETFs or, you know, low-cost uh, funds. And, you know, you just handle it the same way. We do a portfolio review of the client after getting, you know, their risk tolerance nailed down. And let's see where the allocation is. Let's see if maybe we can add some value there uh, and mm-hmm. potentially reallocate it better. Can we potentially find some other investments that maybe give you a better chance to grow um, so one would be you do the review, you look at the allocation, you make the adjustments, and then you populate it with, uh, you know, what I consider best-in-class uh, investments. So absolutely. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of run run in here, and and I'm gonna let you know that a lot of people stay with bad accountants because they think switching to another accountant is just so hard to do. Is it hard to go from one investment advisor to another? Is there a fee? What's the process? Is well, it a hard it's process? Really, it's it's really not that difficult. Sometimes it can take up to a month or so, but usually your the new advisor handles all that work for you. So oh, awesome. I mean, there is a little there is a little bit of work in the beginning just to to nail down the making sure I understand what the client's uh, goals are, their needs are, what they expect out of the account. But then once that process um, is done, it's um, it's actually quite streamless. It's it's really not a difficult process at all. Fantastic. Craig, uh, we do have a question here for uh, for you. Uh, let's see here. Harvey and Rena wants to know, is it a good idea to invest in stocks and bonds with a C corporation? Absolutely, positively not. If somebody gave you that idea, no, don't ever do it. Do not ever have an appreciating asset in a C corporation. I'm going to tell you why. C corporations do not, absolutely do not. Um, enjoy the benefits of capital gains tax. Capital gains are taxed at, at 15 or 20 percent. If you sell something that has a capital gain in a C corporation, you're, you could pay anywhere between 15 percent to 35 percent. Don't do it. If they're in it, get out of it as quickly as possible. Okay, good. Glad that question was asked. And uh, Jack Gabriel in uh, Cheyenne wants to know, are you allowed to help uh, anyone out of the state that you're located in? Absolutely. It's a great question. Uh, I have clients, I, I think it's 36 states now. So I have clients in, in a lot of states, and every state is a little bit different. Some require, uh, like Texas, if you have one client in Texas, you have to register. Um, I am a state registered advisor, so uh, unless you get, until you get over uh, $100 million in assets, uh, then, you're, then you register with the SEC. But I have clients all over the country, um, so that's absolutely not a problem. And even if it, if it was an issue, I would probably give away a little bit of uh, advice for free anyways, hoping I would get a referral down the road. So you do a lot of pro bono work, Craig. I know you understand how that works as well. Yeah, Jack, okay, listen, we've got to wrap up. We've only got three minutes left. So, Belsis, please give Jack's contact information. Absolutely. Jack, we, we do have a lot of questions. I'm going to send them to you, okay? Absolutely. Yeah, and we want to stress that uh, today's uh, um Special guest, Jack Kennedy, um, we highly, highly recommend him. He can be reached at 1-877-398-0051. You can always email Jack at jkennedy at jbmeridian.com, and that's spelled J-B-M-E-R-I-D-I-A-N.com. And his website is uh, www.jbmeridian.com. And we will be sure to post this information as well um, on our uh, show website with uh, details on how to reach Jack. And um, I think a really great... Uh, final question for today, Craig, might be, um, uh, you know, we, we have to absolutely always answer this last question, so I'm going to pose it yeah, to you. Yeah, Greg, Gregory in Orlando. Okay, Gregory, what, what are you going to give me flack about now? He wants to know when are you going to take down the, the Cubs W flag from the living room? 
Never, never. So I have a W flag that is that is hanging above my television in the living room, and I'm never taking it down, Gregory. You're going to have to stare at that every single day, every day of your life. That's never coming down. <laughs> All right, Gregory. Sorry about that. Uh, trust me, I, I did well in hiding the other flags, but I don't think I can get away with the W flag being hidden, no. especially since I'm a, a Chicago girl uh, as well. Um, this is going to conclude today's show, folks. We really want to thank Jack Kennedy for being with us today. Day, and we want to remind you that next week's uh, show is going to be taped and we need your questions. We need you to send them in a little earlier than usual. The topic is going to be year-end tax tips, so get those questions in. Uh, t- send them to info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. Visit our website, taxavoidanceislegal.com. I'll be sure to update it this week with all our latest shows, uh, links to talkzone.com so you can listen to those and the notes uh, for, from today's show with Jack Kennedy's contact information if you missed it. And uh, if we didn't get to your email questions on the air, we will definitely email you back. And uh, the show is sponsored by Tax Crisis Center and CWSCAPA, and uh, you can reach CWSCAPA at 844-CWSCAPA or 844-297-3272, or visit us on the web at CWSCAPA.com. And thank you for tuning in. We look forward to next week's show. See you guys next week.